Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today's special guest is Lori Volano. She is both a behind-the-chair stylist as well as a Redken educator. And chatting with her right before I hit record, I realized that we are actually kind of neighbors. She is very close to me here in sunny Florida. So thank you, Lori, for taking time to jump on to this podcast interview. It's so great to see you. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. So I have a membership for colorists. It's called Hair Color Secrets Insider. And some of my members have been with me for, you know, a couple months, some a year, some two years, some even more. And one of my most active members in a chat that we were having on one of our coaching calls, she said, I just had a Redken in salon class that really was amazing. And I don't hear that often. A lot of stylists, nothing that you're doing wrong, but a lot of stylists kind of dread that product knowledge class that they're forced to attend. And the educator stands there with the bottle and they talk about the mono, nucleo, whatever, lavender, rose, hips, and all that stuff. It's very ingredient laden and very heavy with in my opinion, information I don't even give a crap about. I'm like, Lori, tell me, how does this new 10-minute color work? Is it running deep? Is it running true to level? Um, is it really covering gray in 10 minutes? I want to know, you know, Lori, this, this new developer with Shades EQ, should I be using it? Is it? Does it really make the color that much thicker? I want user-friendly education. And what I was told it was that that's what you delivered. And that's why you're here now Thank being you. interviewed on this podcast. So what do you think, like when you're out teaching, besides the fact that everyone is so excited to be in person again, and I'm sure you're getting that feeling where oh, people are appreciating sure. seeing you in the flesh. What do you think people's biggest struggle is right now that you're trying to make sure that they understand better? So you're right about, you know, the ingredients and everything. And I tend to speak hairdresser because I am still behind the chair. And, you know, um, I know what, <laughs> something just came up and now I lost it. There we go. Okay. <laughs> um, I find that they want you to do a class in, in a certain way. And yes, I will cover all of the topics, but let's be real. Things that um, you need to know or things that you need from behind the chair aspect of it. So being that I'm still behind the chair and active, I can answer those questions much easier than somebody who is no longer really doing hair. So I understand the struggles of the everyday hairdresser and what they really need to know. So do you concentrate on color classes or do you do everything that red has? No, my, my specialty is color. So, and recently we've been doing a a big launch on the Shades EQ line because we've introduced uh, our Shades EQ toners, glazes with Bonder inside, which has been so amazing. Colors are just wonderful and they're leaving the hair even better. 
in condition. So it's it's been really wonderful that they launched this new product in addition to, and there are more in your nine and 10 level series because that's where we're gonna be using them more because we're gonna be decolorizing and the hair gets more just, you know, distressed. And so we need the bonder. So it's been great. So I accidentally picked up a few. I was shopping at the store <laughs> and I was so focused on the shade that I need it that I picked it up and put it in my cart and I got my receipt and I was like, whoa, why is 10 GI more expensive than, you know, whatever other colors, but it was because I happened to pick up the one with the bonder inside. So I have not had um, the pleasure of trying it yet. I want to see, uh, you know, if I feel the difference, but something that I see people struggle with, with Shades EQ is, first of all, you know, I want to meet the person that names these colors and picks <laughs> these letters because I often will talk, you know, I get to teach at shows in person, which I miss terribly. And I'll talk about 09AA being my number one tool in my corrective arsenal. It is the, when I first took on Shades EQ, when it was born, I'm showing my age, when it was brand new, I'm right. I got the, the intro pack. And do you remember the 9Y banana? They don't have that anymore. And there was a banana and there right. was papaya. And I looked at the test swatch and I said, who the hell would ever want those colors in their hair? And the, the rep came in. I said, get these things out of here and, and replace it with more ends, you know, because the end was always so safe. And now that I am well-versed in Shades EQ and have used it for, you know, 25 plus years, now I'm like, I cannot live without 09AA. That is like Correct. my jam. That is my get me out of anything. But 9AA, come on, Redkin, how many disasters have happened with someone who dabbles in the line, who isn't a Redkin salon, who happens to go to a salon centric or somewhere they can pick up a bottle and they're not, I don't look at the names. I don't, I never go by the names. I always go by the number and they're thinking, oh, level nine, double ash. What a great product to have in my arsenal. And then they're, they're probably putting it on going, well, that's weird. It's really bright and orange, but you know, 9N does that too. When you put 9N on, it looks like sweet and sour sauce at the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> I've, I've panicked so many times and reached in my bin to make sure that I picked nine because it's so reddish, the nine. Right. So you would always assume that that's a double ash. So that's the first thing that I shout out at shows is, you know, get this product, but understand and that it that is Auburn, Auburn and not double ash. Yes. Yeah. They just, um, I wind up in my classes teaching a lot on how to use the litho chart because nobody seems to understand that too. Amen. So, on the top part of your litho chart, it will tell you exactly what is in Everything that bottle. Everything is there, yeah. So now you go down to the bottom of the litho chart and it will tell you your um, underlying pigments and your corrective color tones. So now you know, okay, if I'm pulling up a red orange, so what is my correction? And I go to the top of my litho chart and I see what, you know, what the base is. And I can go down and pick it just makes your life so much easier, but you have to learn how to use the litho chart. I agree. And something that I see, Lori, every single day is 35 comments in a Redkin users Facebook group begging for someone to get them in touch with someone to get a swatch chart. I've been using Redkin for as long as it's been around. 
I have never needed a swatch chart. I need what you're referring to is that paper chart with that scale across the top tells you everything you need to need to need to use and know about it because I find actual swatch charts to be misleading because we don't know what was that swatch done on? Was it white hair? Was it yak hair? Was it real hair? Was it brown hair? What is underneath that color? And then to make matters worse, people have gotten in the habit of handing that swatch chart to the guest and saying, pick your color, like they're at McDonald's picking a Happy Meal. And I'm like, oh my God, if you ever want to set yourself up for failure, hand them that damn swatch chart. Exactly. (laughs) The only thing that I use a swatch book for, whether it's Shades EQ or Color Fusion, Chromatics, whatever, is, okay, tell me what your eye sees. Because they'll come in and they'll say, I want chocolate brown. Well, did you want milk chocolate? Did you want dark chocolate? Did you want mocha chocolate? You know, so tell me what your eye sees. Not that I'm using this particular color, but I have to know what you're seeing and what your vision of chocolate brown is. So that's the only reason I use a swatch book, but I rather have the litho chart, the paper, everything is there written for me. And there's days where, you know, you're busy in the salon and I know shades EQ. I just, I, I know it like I get up and I brush my teeth. Mm-hmm. But there's those days where all of a sudden it's, I'm having the brain meltdown and it's like, okay, take a deep breath. Go take a look at that chart. Speaking of charts, I actually created a chart for my members and I, and I also sell it to non-members. It's my Redken Shades EQ cheat sheet. And it's all done in like warm, neutral, cool, neutral, cool tones, reds. And it's a little blurb about each shade to what my experience has been with it. Um, You and I were chatting earlier before we started recording about the ABNs. And I said, you know, people will grab an ABN and be like, oh, ash brown, that sounds so pretty but not realizing what a punch it packs with the blue tone in there. And they're putting it on yellow hair, you know, not understanding what level they're at, what the undertone is. Mm -hmm. And then they say, oh, I'm changing lines. This stuff is horrible. And I'm like, no. So it came out dark green. Yes, exactly. You know. So the other thing is I always tell people, I have that, a photo of that chart you're referring to in my phone, in my favorites. And I always say to my students, have that in your phone. When you're struggling, just pull out your phone, look at it like you're doing something for their color, you know, on your phone and spread it open and look. But the, the issue is Redken keeps adding more and more and more shades. I have four different versions of that chart because it's running out of space. And sadly, Lori, I think you'll agree that Redken's doing a great job in giving us the tools that we need. However, I think that people have gotten so spoiled rotten with these pre-blended shades that they've stopped thinking and they've stopped realizing that they never needed Redken to put those two tones together, that they've had those tones all along Mm -hmm. and could have blended them themselves. Where now, not only are they not thinking about what they're grabbing, they're grabbing three pre-blended double-toned shades putting them all into this witch's brew and getting fabulous, brown. murky, muddy, crap brown. brown. Right. And then saying, oh, she's on medication. How many times have you heard that one? She's on, <laughs> right. It's COVID. COVID made that happen. COVID, she has COVID and hair. Medication and well water, uh, yes. you know. Yeah. But you're right. Because 
they wanted to go into the kiss mode, you know, keep it simple, stupid. And, you know, and we like mixing. And again, they forgot their color wheel. Stick with the basics and you won't go wrong. And if you want to, you know, keep it easy, take the pre-blended. But if you're one stylist who likes to mix, which is pretty much me, because I like to just vary a little bit. I don't want a standard one size fits all 10 GI. Right. I want to do what I want to do. So, but if they would stick back to the color wheel, just keep it where it belongs and then read that litho chart. So speaking of the color wheel, one of the things that makes me scratch my head as a colorist and as an educator is when would it ever be needed to use a 9NA? Because as you know, at level nine, you don't have orange. So why is there even a 9NA? Like I'll see so many people say, well, I use 9NA and it turned green. I'm like, hello, 9NA is blue. You're putting it on yellow. Yellow plus blue is green. You created that. But when would you want a level nine blue? Like what would be an example of when you would use that properly? Um, <laughs> probably if you really want something very, very ashy and they're going into those gray tones. That's what I thought. Know, maybe like more of a silver. Yeah, you know, like the, the Jack Martin, you know, where he's doing all of these steel gray, making you look old. It's not one of my favorite looks. However, we have to know how to do them because people are requesting them. But, but even then, really it's almost like you would have to pre-glaze before the NA because it's you going to be that residual like, yellow. Yeah. And, but that's what people aren't learning. Yeah. And then they're reaching for these silver tones. That's another thing that, you know, is all over the forums. They're like, why isn't it silver? And they show the before and it's level seven peach, mm -hmm. peachy, orangey hair. And they're putting titanium on peach hair. And right. don't you find though, as an educator, it's like an overwhelm of like, where do I even begin to explain this? Because it's so fundamental mm -hmm. beginner that you get the eye roll and the hairy lip when you try to go back to that. As soon as you mention the color wheel people, they do uh, this like- Well, they know everything, but yes. if they did, they wouldn't be getting green hair. Yes. So I make them take that step back and take a look at that wheel so that they start to understand what's happening. And when you ask them, if I'm putting something blue-based and it has yellow in the hair, what are you going to get? And they give me this deer in the headlight look, you know, because they really don't know. You know, they've forgotten what they know. So you do have to bring them back to the basics. And once you do, it's, they go, oh, yeah. So yeah, we need to stay with the basics. Yeah, one of, one of the biggest aha moments that I had with dealing with formulation for glazes was that half of your formula is already existing on the hair <laughs> and that you're taking that tone into consideration with that formula. I think most people look at the hair and they say, what do I want? And they think in their mind, oh, an NA is going to be really cool and pretty, but they're not realizing that they're combining yeah, NA yeah. with yellow. Yeah. 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 So even after 20 some years, I was like, oh, that's true. It is half of the formula without even being in the bowl. Yeah, and then when you add two other shades, it's like, really, ah. 
things to teach that they teach your target level, but you have to know where you started from. Yes. So if I have that yellow, I have to know that it's there. And what am I going to mix to counteract that yellow? So that was another thing that I've been teaching more in my classes is you're right. You have to know what that canvas is. I also think that um, demi-permanent color, I think one of the biggest things that people learn when they go into my membership is how much demi I use in ways that they wouldn't think you would use a demi. I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that permanent color lasts longer than demi-permanent color when glazing hair. Do you find oh, that in your classes that people Thank are you. fighting Thank with you? you. <laughs> Thank you for that. I, I've been fighting that one for years with stylists in the salons that I've worked in and going to classes. And I just did one yesterday and it was on her daughter's hair, who's a natural level seven and her daughter wants to be a five. So she's putting permanent color on zone one and then running it through because she has long hair. And I, I, I just, I was like, oh my God, wait a minute. You know, I said, she doesn't understand. And she said, but I want it to be permanent. And I said, it is just because the name says demi. Demi just means that it's acidic. Doesn't mean that it's an alkaline. I don't need to lift and deposit. I just need deposit. So oh after God. we tore everything apart, I gave her a new formula for her daughter and she's gonna go home and try it. And then she was saying, and our color doesn't last. Well, no, you, you keep putting an alkaline on top of and on top of, I said, you're not sealing anything down. You need Shades EQ. So hopefully she's going to try it and she will see the results and she promised she would text me back. So I will keep you posted on that one. Yeah, I think it's just a belief system that you start off with maybe from school, maybe early in your career. Um, I think this whole generation is blessed to even have these tools. We didn't have Demi when I was in beauty school. We, we had bottles of filler, you know, those little apothecary looking drugstore exactly. jars of goop that were a filler. Um, so for me, I love the, the versatility. I often say, you know, if I had to go off and work on a deserted island and could only use one product, I would most likely ask for a Demi because I can do the most with that, with the least yeah. amount of effort. And, you know, I've done swatches. Um, I'm doing a live in-person retreat in March and I can't wait to show everybody the swatches where I do, I do a color fusion permanent 6N, yeah. I do a Redken Shades EQ cream 6N and I do liquid acidic Shades EQ 6NB because that's meant to cover gray. And mm -hmm. I show all three swatches and all three are covered just as well as the others. The, the yeah. difference between the permanent and the demi guys was warmer because it was trying to lift. Mm -hmm. So everybody complains about warmth, but they keep putting permanent color, color on and all over and dragging it through and they're getting that lift. And then they're like, oh, it lasts so much longer. And it's like, oh, it yeah. makes me crazy. Once, but they, they need to see it. So I've done the swatches like you have, and it's just, it's amazing, you know, because it's all of a sudden their light bulb goes on and, you know, and yes, it's permanent. It's going to last. In fact, it will last longer because I've sealed that cuticle down. I haven't opened it up, you know, and then we argue with the older stylist who, you know, well, I'm going to use 10 volume 
and conditioner. And I, no, you still have active 10 volume. Yes. And they, they just, you know, and after you keep showing them and showing them and their clients come back and said, you know what, it is working much better when you use the Shades EQ. I think too, the, um, the instructions on use is a big hurdle too, because there's many, 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 more than not educators who are doing this flash glazing at the bowl on their balayage, but they're not, that client is not going to have that glaze even two weeks later, oh. it's going to be gone. And then I don't know if that's their model that they want them to keep coming back for the glaze, but there is such a difference between applying on dry hair and processing the entire 20 minutes and that quickie six minute mm -hmm. um, tone at the bowl. But I think there's so much fear around the product because people don't understand it, that it's actually the um, direct dye in the Shades EQ that's showing up and giving everybody a heart attack because it looks so dark and so pigmented. But then how many times have you taken, not you, you're the educator, but how many times have they taken their model of the sink and hit it with water and go, oh crap, it's not even toned. It no. didn't have enough time. Right. The other thing is I, I do not like applying it at the bowl. I hate, I call that the lazy glazers, the bowl glazers. It's, it's just, it is so to me unprofessional. They just need to be blast dried. You know, you're not styling them. So just get that excess water out, apply it for the comfort of the client, really see what you're doing. I can work over the whole head, not lean over the whole body on the shampoo bowl and really apply it properly. The comfort level, it just is much nicer, much more professional and time at 20 minutes. Remember, if you want it to last 20 shampoos, you must leave it on. 20 minutes. And then what is your take on um, how much clear, when to use clear? Because in the beginning of my using Shades EQ, I believe, I don't know this for sure, but I believe it was formulated a bit differently. And my mentor would say, you know, stop leaning on clear. If you want it to be lighter, go up a level versus adding clear to say a level five. When you're saying you don't want it to be too dark, let me use clear because you're actually shearing out some of that tonality at that level five. So how I explain it is if you have a can of red paint and you want lighter red, if you put water in that red paint, it's lighter, but it is also much more see-through because I, I've diluted the, the color molecule. If I want red paint to be lighter and I put a little white in it, I still have a lighter version of the red, but I have solid color because I've got more color molecules in there. So you're right. If you want more translucent, add the clear. Otherwise, stay in the same family level of a 9NW and add that to your lower, like 7NW. And that's where I like where, you know, I am in control. I use only so many grams of what I want for the lightness, but I am still getting more solid coverage and color. Does that, that kind of make I, sense to everybody? Yeah, I saw a, um, a great visual. I think it was on a reel on Instagram and she took a bowl of, you know, water with food coloring and she right. took a totally dry towel, dipped it in there, squeezed it out, laid it down, took a damp towel. Like she showed the difference between 
wet and dry and absorption. And it was so visual and it made so much sense that that hair being wet, you're not going to get the same level of impact and durability and all of those things if, if you're doing it on wet hair. So much liquid. Right. So you, you need to have it as dry as possible to get the full impact. Absolutely. Another tip that I, that I learned, this is totally off topic, which is my, <laughs> my specialty. Uh, someone had said, I have fine hair and I hesitate to condition it all the time because I always have a bad hair day when I condition it. Mm-hmm. So someone had said, you know, get into the shower, wet your hair really well, apply the conditioner to where you need it. For me, it's mostly on the ends, mids and ends, let it sit for a little bit and then shampoo after the conditioner. What do you think of that, that approach? It would work fine as long as you don't keep doing it and getting it close to the scalp. Is if you don't use shampoo at least once a week, you are going to readjust the pH of your scalp and you can cause a lot of problems. But we do you mean have, for putting the conditioner first? Yeah. Yeah. Or just I had some clients that all they would do is go in, rinse their hair, put conditioner on, run it through, and then- Oh, it. you're talking about more like the diva, the co, co-washing. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and it was there, they just messed up their whole scalp, okay. the pH level of the scalp. But we have so many no wonderful new products, the, you know, the blonde recovery for your ends and the new extreme and, you know, they're made for- the ends of your hair, not to strip body, but to actually plump the body and condition at the same time. Well, it's plumping the body. It's plumping my body, not my hair when it runs (laughs) down over my body. (laughs) I did try the new um, acidic line, the shampoo conditioner and the leave-in. Now I have a question for that. Is that something that I should be using on the regular or is that for me to use on my clients to bring down the pH after a color service. I didn't want to overdo it. Well, I do it after every color service because they need that, the acidic bonding to seal everything down and to protect the hair. Then they go home with the shampoo and the conditioner. And if they use that once a week, once every other week, it keeps the condition and the integrity of the hair. So my colors are lasting better because the hair is in better shape. So definitely don't use it every shampoo. No. Okay. No, not use it every Yeah, because every time I, I go over reach for it, I'm like, mm, I don't mm, think I should no. be doing this regularly because it was starting to get, my hair was starting to feel a little bit weird. So I think I may have overdone it. Yeah. So I'll do it after, only after color. Once a, week. once a week, once every other week. It depends again on your client and how much they need on their hair yeah but definitely after every uh color service especially with the balayages okay yeah speaking of balayage something else that has started to bother me is that um some of the techniques that are being shown in classes first of all it's it's so much of the same thing i'm getting tired of seeing one length hair with beach waves with you know lived in color um but i think that I think a lot of the confusion with Redken Shades EQ is that it was being used as a corrector of what went wrong in the service. You know, it wasn't a, let me just bring it all together and make everything shiny and pretty. It was like, let me get out those skip marks and those bleed marks and those areas that didn't 
lighten enough. Right. It's a great correcting tool, but that's not your main purpose when you're doing the balayage. Get it up to the level you need. Then you can do really some very pretty root smudges and toning and combining and melting them all together and get those beautiful looks that they come in with their Pinterest pictures. Mm, they're they're <laughs> the death of us, those Pinterest pictures. Yeah. So I know you had said you're doing a blurring and smudging class, which um, I think I would love tips on the actual blending of the colors together. I think okay. I'm so careful not to, you know, bring the deeper colors down too far that sometimes I don't get my finger in there and bring them together enough. What mm -hmm. tips would you tell somebody on trying to get, you know, zones one, two, and three to be beautiful and, and melt it into something lighter without seeing that separation in okay, between so levels? I pretty much root tap zone one, do my four quadrants. Then I go back and I've made a horseshoe parting up on the top and I take vertical sections all the way down in the back and I'm going this way. Mm -hmm. Then I take my edging brush and I take my dark color and I go maybe a quarter of the way into zone two and I over direct and keep over directing. So now when I see it and it cascades down, it has a nice like horseshoe look to it. That starts to go in and I take zone two and I take my shades EQ 07NW say, put that on and then do this. And then on the bottom, I'm doing 09NW and I blur them all together. Once I get them all blurred together, I'll take a nice big white tooth comb and just run it through. So whatever is left, I'm not oversaturating. Pretty much of the hair is moist with the colors and then they seamlessly blend all nicely together. So when you put your, when you take your edging brush, you're actually dragging the product that's already on the regrowth. You're not adding other products. I might have to add a little bit more depending on, you know, how much I want that melting to, to be. But that edging brush really works nice. It's just, it's a beautiful tool because it's very soft and you get a very soft blend with that tool. Nice. Tools and I like that important. tip because tools, yeah, tools really are important. I just got off of a quick coaching call with a member and she had a situation where she really needed, the only fix for her situation is the papaya 09AA. <laughs> and she doesn't use Redken. And, and I'm like, let me see your color chart. And we looked at her chart and it doesn't exist in most lines. And wow. I was like, well, then let's take a different approach and do something differently because she really needed just that product for six minutes. It would have been perfect. Yeah. So tools are super, tools super are important. Big, big game changer. You know, I love our little blur brush. You know, I have just, one, but I've never used it. So I'm oh going to, I definitely want to come to your class. I just saw it in my, I was moving things around. I'm like, there's that blur brush. I was begging my distributor for one. I'm like, I need one of those. I saw it on a video. And then I forget that I even have it. And I don't even use it. You know, when you're blurring up with your balayage and you're going up, it's just, it's such a nice soft blend that you get. And it's just, it's gorgeous. It's this. So you use it more for balayage. I was thinking more for the, uh, bringing the shades EQ down. Do you use it for both? Uh, you can use it for both. I prefer the edging brush when I'm doing the shades of Q because it is, it's wider. 
Okay. So it's called an edge. So I'm going to check out more, that brush. You know, but, and I just, I, I love my tools. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I always think the hardest part of working at a salon that you don't own must be that, that, you know, you get frustrated that you, you reach for a certain color and they may not carry it and you don't have as much control over your right. products and your tools. Um, but I tell my, you know, my members, I'm like, you have to speak up because a lot of times the owner, it's not them not wanting to provide you what you need. It's that they just don't know. They don't so know. speak up and ask for what you need. And, um, you know, so many um, solo artists, I don't know if you get the opportunity to teach in any solo um, places, but I am appalled at the lack of products that they have. And there's, you know, they go every morning They'll say, oh, well, she's coming tomorrow and the, the beauty supply was closed. And I didn't have what I need. I'm like, cancel her. You can't do her hair with what you have. Wow. Um, somebody, I just did a solo podcast on this. Somebody said, I have 9GI, 9V, and 9T. Should I just use a little bit of all three? Oh. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you, did you want a mucky green color? I mean, yeah. So it's but- like, a, it's a, it reminds me of like, the price is right shell game. Remember the shell yeah. game? Like, where's the ball? Which one it's in? It's kind of like, let me do a little bit of this, a little bit of that and throw it against the wall and see what sticks. And that terrifies me because you and I are having this conversation. We both teach the same exact way about the product. And there's so much information out there. And, you know, I've seen over, at most times there's over 30 opportunities on Eventbrite through Redken to learn all about Shades EQ. Awesome, you know, Q&A, product knowledge. Like I've sat through probably six of them during the shutdown because I am forever a student. And every single time I've watched one of those and it's a different educator, I learned something different. Something different because we all have our own little tricks and, you know, and then there is Redken dot. It's what redkin.com or redkinpro.com. And you can go on there and get classes and, you know, all different kinds of questions and answers. And, and they've got, they updated the style station. If you've got that app, mm-hmm. it's a free app. You can go in, there's color charts, there's formulations, questions you can ask for other, other uh, stylists. It's just, it's amazing. I mean, there's just so much information and help out there with Redkin's help. So it's just, it's amazing. Well, I give you credit for balancing both, both careers, being behind the chair and educating. And I think it is important to have your hands in hair and be active using, you know, these techniques and these um, approaches versus just teaching them and, and, you know, resharing what you learn doing in, in other ways. Um, so I'm, I, for one, will be at your class. I'm excited. I'm looking at the date. I'm going to put it on my calendar. I want to, I want to learn your, your blur and smudge and we have to get together. We're Florida girls. I didn't realize that we were that close. So I would love to uh, have coffee sometime and have a colorful conversation. So thank you for this That's time. Wonderful. How can thank people you find you, Lori, and find out about your, your individual classes? Uh, I will be getting better at posting. I'm really bad with the social media, but uh, Lori V Color is Instagram and Facebook. And Lori is spelled a little differently. So share the spelling of your name. L-O-R-R-I-E and then V Color. 
is Instagram and Facebook is just Lori. Well, it's not just Lori. They can't find you under just Lori. <laughs> there, there must be more than one Lori. <laughs> okay. So, so Lori Villano, I believe, is how I found you on uh, Facebook, but it's L-O-R-R-I-E. So look up Correct. Lori and reach out to her. Send her a message if you're struggling with anything, Redkin. Anything. She is your girl. And this has been such a pleasure. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so me. much I'm for having me. You have to do this again. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.